Welcome to another episode of Real Truth Real Quick. My name's Adam Tarno, joined as always by Todd Wagner. Todd, how we doing? Hello, Adam. Hello, friends. All right, so we've done a few episodes on this topic of pornography. The question today is this, how can I tell if I'm addicted to pornography? It's a great question. What I want to do is I want to tie um, addiction real closely, just at least for those of us who understand that what Jesus said is true, that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can uh, experience the way that, of blessing that God wants, and no one can experience the life that God wants for them except through Jesus. Right? He's the only way back to God, and God is the giver of life. One of the things I love to tell people, Adam, is that you know, God isn't punishing in your sin. Sin is its own punishment. And um, God's not trying to be abusive towards you when uh, he doesn't give you what you want when you pursue it away from him. God can't give you what doesn't exist, right? And what doesn't exist is life, or, or joy, or meaning, or peace apart from him. And so anything that you're going to run to to find life apart from him is not going to be life-giving. And if you find yourself going back to something consistently, almost compulsively, uh, in a way that you go, gosh, I, I, I don't know why I do this. I mean, uh, why I keep doing this thing that I know isn't life-giving to me. You might say, I'm an addict to that. And um, the only way that you're going to really ever resolve all of that is, first of all, coming to grips with the fact that, hey, I've got to acknowledge that there's a pattern in my life that I continually repeat that I must do because I think it's life-giving. Maybe I've trained my body uh, that I'm going to get some sort of spontaneous or momentary pleasure, even though it leads to greater guilt and shame and depression as a result of it, if I do this thing. And obviously, God wants to set you free from that. Um, there's a verse, actually a series of verses in 2 Peter that talk about what false teachers do. And in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 19, when it's describing false teachers, one of the things it says there, it says they promise freedom, but they themselves, these false teachers, or others that are already addicts to something are slaves of corruption. And then it has this little bit at the end. For whatever overcomes a person, to that he is enslaved. So one of the things we gotta really be careful about here is most addicts don't know they're addicted. They're functioning alcoholics. Uh, maybe you're a functioning uh, porn user. In other words, you haven't experienced yet some of the uh, sub symptoms that science has said again and again, people who use porn are going to experience more anxiety, more stress. They're hardwiring their brain to only be stimulated by two-dimensional images. It's going to change their view of women. It's going to lead to darker and darker forms of searching for those things. And I think the thing you got to realize is it's going to. Yet is the word. Um, Hebrews 3.13 says this, we should encourage each other. As we hope that this real truth real quick is going to encourage somebody. Um, encourage each other day after day, as long as it's called today, lest any of you be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. And I, I think there's two ways that sin is deceitful. Number one, it's deceitful in a way I've kind of already talked about. It offers you and tells you it's going to give you what God alone can give you, right? That it's going to be life-giving and satisfying. And nothing is life-giving and satisfying except Christ, except God, all right? Um, and so if you want to test that, then I say go ahead, you know? And I, I, you, I've said this a lot, right? If you like what you got, keep doing what you're doing. But if you keep doing what you're doing, you're not going to like what you got. All right. Um, Ecclesiastes 8.11 says that because a sentence against an evil deed is not executed quickly. In other words, because you mess around with something that's not life-giving immediately and it doesn't lead you to death, some people are going to go back to it again and again. Because the sentence against an evil deed is not executed quickly, therefore the hearts of men among them are given fully to do evil. I'm going to keep going back to it. Okay, And there it is again. And, 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 
by whatever you're overcome by, a pattern or a belief that you think is going to be life-giving, by that you are enslaved. So sin's deceitful because it offers and promises something it can't deliver. That's what pornography does. Okay, uh, It delivers on momentary satisfaction, possibly, but in a way that leads to death. Uh, secondly, I think it's deceitful because uh, we think we can control it. I'm just going to dabble in it. I'm just going to use it then or this time. I'm not going to look at that kind of porn. And um, I will just tell you uh, that that is deceptive, right? I, I think a long time ago, uh, I heard an FBI agent give an illustration uh, about kids who mess around with an occult. And he said, I'm not saying that every kid who messes around with a Ouija board is going to become uh, a satanic worshiper and involved with human sacrifice. He says, but here's what I found. And he said that, um, that it's like jumping into a cage with a lion. The lion may not eat you, right, when you get in there, but what's very clear is that you're no longer the one that's in control. It's the lion who's deciding. And what I, I, I would tell people is when you're messing around with something that uh, is, is a sin, uh, something that's not going to be good for your soul, um, you know, then it's just a matter of time before that thing enslaves you. It's what it wants to do. It wants to own you. And, um, and so I, I think I would just warn you, it's like getting a little tiger cub. I mean, I've played with an eight-week-old uh, tiger cub before. They're incredibly cute. But it wasn't months or weeks, really, frankly, after I started messing around with that tiger cub that I went back and saw it, and it had grown into a 400-pound okay, tiger that may not have eaten me right when I jumped into a cage with it, but it was clear it was no longer something that I could strangle. Yeah. Sin is like that. Pornography is like that. Okay, um, It's going to grip you in a way that will not lead to life. So here's what I would tell you. Anything that you're going to, let's just talk about addiction in general. Anything you're going to, um, if you're bored, okay, to find life or to find pleasure uh, in a way that you find yourself keep going back to that, then it's become an idol in your life. You're addicted to that as a strategy to give you life. Um, if pornography is your friend that you go to when you're lonely, right, consistently, you're probably addicted to it in a way, you know, that you don't understand. If you go there, like, um, to find success, say, I always am victorious with these women. They always want me, okay? And this is my uh, plan for success. I would say that you probably ought to take a look at that. If in your pain, and I, I would tell this people all the time, pornography isn't your problem. It's your medicine for most people, right? If that's where you go to be numbed and to escape for a little bit, here's the thing. It might satisfy you for a moment, okay? But it is going to destroy you for a lifetime. So, um, addictions in general are like all sin. They, they offer you something that for a while gives you momentary pleasure, but in the end, it is the way of death. So uh, one of the things I would just do is ask yourself, hey, am I doing this? First of all, uh, am I doing it anything that God says is going to lead to life? And then secondly, do I find myself consistently feeling regret or shame when I do it, and if I continue to do it, boy, it's time to get help. And that's where we want them to listen to that other whole episode we're doing on what do I do if I'm addicted to anything. And I would encourage you to watch that episode. And so one of the telltale symptoms of addiction is denial. Yeah. So there's maybe somebody that's watching this, yeah. and they're hearing everything that you're saying, and they're going, that's not me, that's not me, that's not me, that's not me. What would you say to them? Yeah, I would just say that that's exactly right. One of the greatest gifts that we can have is the gift of just self-awareness. Yeah. And I would just ask friends that are closest to me, and by the way, anything you need to hide, all right, 
um, is is probably something that uh, is controlling you, yeah. and you're not free. All right, and I would just tell you, you got to love the truth more than you fear the pain uh, of being exposed. I would tell friends if you can't tell friends everything that you're doing, or if there's an area of your life, I'm not going to let people know how much I'm spending, how much I'm drinking, how much I'm looking at porn, how much I'm masturbating. Then I'm just telling you, it's probably because it owns you. And it tells you, you can't tell people that because the second you do, your life is over. You're already enslaved. Which is the functional addict. That's right. Because you, you can manage all yeah. of that. You can go about your day. You can go to work every day That's right. and hide things. You can come home every day and you can hide things, but you're still addicted. It's it hasn't exposed you yet. It hasn't yeah. drug you into the light. It's just going to be a matter of time before it does. Yeah. And so what I would do is, is job one is I would just say, hey, I would tell, if you can't tell your friend and your family and others close to you, everything you're doing without any sense of guilt or shame, people who love you and know what's best, not people who will glory in your shame with you and celebrate what you're doing, but people who will go, hey man, that sounds like you're going to something that's promising you life or pleasure uh, that isn't really ultimately gonna be life-giving and pleasurable. You're probably more addicted than you think, and I would begin to deal with it. I'd drag into the light and tell others, I need some help. That's right. Well, one of the ways you can get some help, one of the ways you can start to deal with that is click on the links below in the show notes. We've got a couple other episodes, How Do You Know If Pornography Is A Problem? And then another episode on What Do You Do If You Find Yourself Addicted? So be sure to check those out, and we'll talk to you again next week.